Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. Today's daf, Meseches Gitin, is daf Yud Aleph. We have two sections in today's daf. The first is really a continuum from yesterday. So we mentioned yesterday the machlekes between Rav Shimon and the Chachamim regarding Gitin that were signed by uh, non-Jewish courts. So you have non-Jewish signatures in them. And we explained that really they both hold like Rabbi Lazar, and it's Shemus Muvhakin, at least in the first answer. So Rabbi Shimon's opinion is that there's no issue of being concerned that you might rely on them later as Ede Mesira. So today the Gemara picks up, and Rabbi Shimon actually supports this by showing that the Machleik is Rabbi Akiva and the Chacham, which was the prior generation, supported his assumption. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel limits it to only in places where Jews were not allowed to sign, but in places that Jews were allowed to sign, there's a Gezerah that if we allow non-Jewish signatures in those documents, when they're Mufhakin, you might come to rely on them when they're not Mufhakin as well. And that would be a problem because then you might rely on them as Edi Misira. The Gemara gives two examples, uh, actually three, three final points here. One, the Gemara tells us is that if there's a document that's specifically it says not professional judges that were Aramean, it would be problematic because it has to be Arkoi specifically, as we explained, because their reputation's on the line. Number two, we said if it's in Persian and it was signed and done by the Persian courts, which are not effective necessarily, the Hadjaitis, excuse me, the halacha would be, it would be effective only for B'nai Chayran, even though they followed all the halachas, because non-Jewish signatures don't create a call that would allow you then to collect from Mishra Abadim later. And then the final point on this section is, that is two versions of Rabbi Yechanan. Version number one says that if you have names that rep- resemble non-Jewish names that are in Eretz Yisrael signed in the document, you don't know if it's Jewish or not Jewish, so in the first version the Gemara says is it's, it wouldn't be acceptable because those might be non-Jewish names, you can't really rely on them, and they're Shemus She'en and Mufakin. And then the second version says that if they come from Eretz Yisrael, since most Jews in Chutzel Aretz have not Jewish names, so therefore you could rely on it assuming that those are actually not, uh, those are actually Jewish people signed in it, even if there's no Edei Mesira that are Yisraelim. But just to be clear, in the first version we're saying there's Edei Mesira that are Yisraelim, so then, the fact that the names that are signed inside of it are not necessarily Goyim or Jews, we can't really tell, it still creates an issue, though. It has to be Shemus Mufhakin in order to rely on it. Okay, the second section of the day introduces the fourth similarity between Gitei Nashim and Shechuri Avadim, like we spoke about, which is in the opinion of Remeyer, really. And this has to do with Chazara, retraction, when a husband or master sends a, a Get Shechur or Get Isha, in the hands of a shliach. Now, Rameir holds you can retract by both because they're both considered a demerit, and therefore the shliach doesn't act as an immediate mezaka for the recipients. However, the chachamim distinguish between them and say the get isha is a demerit, the get shichur of the slave is considered a schus, and he can no longer retract. 
And the Mishnah explains the conversation between them, trying to prove who's, a, who's correct. Now the Gemara, in a related discussion, says, the Talmidim of Rabbi Yirmiya tried to suggest from here the fact that the Chacham say that the master cannot retract when he sends the get shechur in the hands of a shliach, that this may imply even which means if Yankel grabs money that's owed to Shimon from Reuven, even though Reuven also owes Levi money, it should be effective just as the shliach disables the master from retracting when the master gives him the document. However, Rav Yirmiya refuted this and says, Rav Yirmiya clearly says, the Mishnah specifically because the master empowered him by saying to new, it's like Zechu, so that's an empowerment, but to do it on his own initiative wouldn't be true. The final point here is, Rav Chizda tries to make this idea, and being effective or not, maybe based on a machloikis in Meseches Peah between Rebbe and the Rabbanon, when the owner of a field collects Peah for a specific onion, Rebbe says it's effective and the Chacham say it's not, but the Gemara refutes this and shows their machloikis is a completely different discussion, but it's not necessarily contingent on this principle, and it just explains the psukim according to both shitas. We're stopping the top of Yud Be'ez and Mar'alaf, Be'ez Hashem, we'll pick up with Daf Yud Be'ez tomorrow, everybody have a great day.